Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Now they pay. 
So it's a it's communist plot. <laughs> to stop our progress. It's not a communist plot. It's a waste of government money. Oh, I just thought they took their uh, uh, paving lessons from the state of North Carolina and the perpetual construction of I-40. But I think all states have that one road that's always under construction. Don't you guys? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is it here? Because I'm a newbie. Yeah, it's I-79. So, Neil, you're new to not only the coffee shop, I think this is the first time we've gotten you hosted up here, um, but you're also new to the Crystal Lotus. So why don't you tell people a little bit of what you do? Massage therapy. <laughs> you do a lot, just, you know, massage therapy. I do Swedish, I do deep tissue therapy, I do neuromuscular therapy, which is also known as trigger point. Um, I do raindrop, and I am practicing my bamboo technique to start doing that as well, and I do cupping. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the bamboo. So let's talk about this bamboo massage. What is it? Um, there are different shapes. Um, not different shapes, different thickness and lengths of bamboo sticks. I heat them, and they have the same piezoelectric quality as our hands, so they're able to lock into the muscles for deep tissue massage. But where they're heated, they melt the muscles very easily. Um, So I'm able to do a full-body, deep tissue, really good work. Um, It's easier on me and my hands, uh, and the client gets... uh, very a very good session, a very good deep session that they feel really good the next day. They need to drink a lot of water because a lot of toxins are being pushed out. Um, honestly, I feel like I hardly did anything, and they have, like, a very good work, so it's a win-win all the way around. <laughs> right. Gives my hands a um, break. Gives your hands a break. Gives your, do you still have positioning and posture and all that you've got to do with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't have to put, I don't have to posture and position myself, but I'm using the sticks instead of my hands to uh-huh. in different different ways to mm-hmm. work the muscles. I have been a beneficiary right. of this said massage and uh-huh. um, in her training, and um, I'm here to tell you that it is absolutely fantastic. It's um, uh-huh. It, it pinpoints, seems to me, it pinpointed um, everywhere that I had issues and was able uh-huh. to get in there where um, I need deep tissue on on a mm-hmm. lot of areas of, of myself. And it was easier right. on her to get in there and work those muscles using the bamboo. Uh-huh. And even whenever she did the cupping on me, it was easier to get the relief that I needed. And it was absolutely right. fantastic. And I like the cupping. Oh. I haven't been beaten up by the bamboo yet. <laughs> you wait your turn. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> But she's done the cupping stuff, and I 
I can't explain how it works, but it's like it forces the knots to the surface. Can can you mm-hmm. kind of tell me what that is? The cupping? Yeah. Um, the cupping goes four layers deep, so it's actually able to go deeper than my hand. Um, and it pulls where my I normally push with my hands. Sometimes that doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. It brings uh, stagnant um, stuff trapped in the muscle, muscles, trigger points. People call them knots. I got a knot here. Well, that's a trigger point. That helps pull that out of the muscle. It helps pull it to a head if it's larger to be worked out. It increases circulation in that area. Um, that probably has had poor circulation, and that's why you're having muscle pain to begin with. Um, and it helps uh, open up and uh make more pliable muscles that are extremely tight. And um, uh-huh. it helps if someone has a trigger point. I can place the cup there, let it set for a minute while I continue working in another area, come back to it and be able to work that area deeper. So I'm able to get more work done on my clients in a session than if it was just my hands. Right. And then they don't have to come back as often because it'll hold more, right? Because you, you get more done. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal is to get people to the point that they just need to come in for once a month maintenance, which I do highly recommend. Mm-hmm. You wait until right. you're really hurting someone, then I have to do a whole lot more work. Not that I don't mind doing that work, right. but you have to come more often. Mm-hmm. Then if you go get to where you need to be and go see your massage therapist once a month to keep yourself from getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Well... Since you're the newbie here, how is working with a bunch of psychics and a metaphysical store different from your spa days? <laughs> um, you'll be sitting there having a cup of coffee, and all of a sudden they start telling you about you. I'm just drinking my coffee. <laughs> uh-huh. I love. I've I've learned a lot. Um, I've been growing. There's a lot of uh, avenues of healing, um, like crystal healing, Reiki healing, um, herbal healing that I have been wanting to expand my knowledge and my trade in. And I have learned so much since I've been here. So um, I really I really love it here. Right. And I'm glad that you do. And you kind of bring up a good point there because I saw at one of the shows that I was at, someone doing massage with crystals. And I'm, you know, It'll be interesting to see, you know, you're kind of like our little Gretchen experiment to see, you know, where <laughs> you expand. But you came in total, um, total spa massage, which, you know, we love. She's got wonderful hands. I'll actually let her touch me. There's very few massage therapists that I'll let touch me. Um, she's one that is very good and, you know, you know, is going to probably be testing out the bamboo and developing other things. But, and I guess I'm picky, you know, because, you know, my structure is <laughs> as it is. It's like, mm-mm, you ain't touching me. I am not going to be, like, hobbling around for a week because you decided to, like, thought that you needed to bust up something. And I was like, nope, that's a bone. Please don't break that. <laughs> I've had that done. I know what you mean. I understand. I try to be very mindful. Uh-huh. Uh, but, no, you're fun. We like having you around. Um, 
been a great addition to the shop. And, of course, Jeannie is our arts and creative director. So, And you're yeah. doing some different things month. What are you doing? Well, we just had our Hocus Pocus tea party, um, uh-huh. which also incorporated our holistic health coach, who made herbal teas. But uh, during that party, we also did um, pumpkin painting and um, uh-huh. get in the, the festive spirit of things. And uh, it turned out right. really well. And um, we had yeah. lots of fun. We are also incorporating um, periodically having a wine and paint. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> and this wine and paint is absolutely fun. It is. <laughs> sit around sit around and talk. I have different canvases already painted that you could um, try and mock or you can create your own stuff. Um, and it, I'm, I'm sitting there helping whoever may need the help to um, kind of learn new techniques on how to apply the paint to get the proper uh, look that you're going for. Um, right. It, the mixing of colors to to get mm-hmm. the view you're trying to accomplish. And um, Right. And just to clarify, you have to bring your own wine. Jeannie may be my wineologist, but that's a private selection. Um <laughs> And, you know, so you got to bring your own wine. We ain't, sir, you know, we ain't giving you wine. We give you the ability to hang out and have fun and get creative. Um, and then she also works with people that need that creative space, that creative time to veg out and get things kind of illuminated and pulled together. So that's kind of fun. Yes. I, I, do, I like watching um, her create. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, which I'm planning on working some tomorrow on my painting, so uh, you'll have fun watching that. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, well, and I yeah, thought we, since we had everybody, a big group at the table okay. tonight, we'd kind of talk ethics. Um, I know I'm running into a lot of, like, okay, I don't know how that works. Let me go and clean, you know, you know, I run into clients all the time that I have to do freaking psychic cleanup. Like, there are no candles that cost $500 or $1,000. <laughs> That's and it really, Neil, didn't they teach you an ethics class in class when you were taking your training? Yeah, I had to do um, continuing education uh, every two years. I have to have uh-huh. 24 credits and mandatory that I have so many CEUs in ethics. I have to continue my ethics training. Right. Not just, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure Jeannie runs into it all the time with people coming in, you know, trying to, I don't know, they're just not ethic in teaching painting. They're not ethical. You know, like, oh, pay $600 for this course, and they teach you how to pick up a brush. 
And then, of course, me and Amanda run into it all the time with charlatans or people going, oh, well, this one doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. And they don't even know the person's readings. Um, so I thought we would talk about some good ethics that people should be looking for for our respective industries. You know, what makes a good an ethical psychic? What makes an ethical massage therapist? You know, maybe some of the back work they need to do. When trying to choose someone to touch them. Yeah, that's that's what, important. What's your suggestion, uh, Camille? Uh, as a massage therapist, when it comes to ethics. Yeah. Um, what should they be looking for when they're looking at a massage therapist? What should the client be looking for? Um, mm-hmm. Someone who. Um, I would say someone who actually is listening to their needs or some, and uh, paying, you know what I mean? Paying attention to them. They're paying for their session. Uh, someone who is professional about it. Um, mm-hmm. Massage therapy ethics does a little bit more, uh, a lot of, a lot of training with, well, sexual stuff because people are naked on a table. People think of massage right. therapists as, happy ending things and stuff like that, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Um, so as a therapist, yeah. our ethics is proper draping, making sure, you know, if anybody makes rude comments or gestures or anything, how you're supposed to handle that, what is okay, what's not okay. And um, mm-hmm. I would say for a client going into getting a massage, I'm making sure that your therapist is being extremely professional about everything. Right. And making sure well, you are comfortable. Also, one suggestion I always make is check their, um, check their, you know, make sure that they are what they are and who they are. Oh, yeah. I have all my certificates on the wall. You have reference. You can see back when I graduated the courses I've taken and everything. Absolutely. There are right. plenty of I mean, because, like, the bamboo massage, that's a specialty. Yeah, people... Um, tried to practice massage. I've known someone who did start to practice massage, and I had to explain to them that you can hurt people. You know, if you don't want the tissue, you can bruise them. You can rip their muscle tissue. You can do more harm than good if you don't know what you're doing, just like any other specialty. If you guys tell someone, you know, in a reading that if if a psychic tells someone or a claimed psychic that, you know, this is going to happen. People can go home and change their whole entire life over someone who's just pretending to be a psychic. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can cause more harm right. in someone's life or body if you're not properly trained or aware or knowledgeable on your uh, right. studies. And I think you bring up a good point. Maybe you noticed it, maybe you didn't. You made a very clear point of, oh, you want to make sure that your massage therapist has boundaries. Yeah. That your psychic has boundaries. It says, no, I do not do this. I am not going to do this. And you're not allowed to do this at my table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I know when I'm doing readings, it's important that I don't ridicule somebody's feelings because. This is a very personal thing, and it's a real, it's a trust that they're placing in you and I 
that we're not going to damage their psyche or, you know, make them feel insecure about anything they're asking about because it's it's actually an honor to do what we do. Um, it is. And it's, and and it's important. Today, yeah. And people today, I'm like, where's your head? Like, I was at a festival mm-hmm. probably about three months ago. And this customer just come and stood by my table as I was trying to reach for this person. And I finally looked at him and said, um, you need to move on. You don't need to be hearing what's going on in this reading. You don't even know this person. I agree completely. Yeah. It's a private thing. You want to be able to speak openly to them. That's when me and Amanda worked yeah. the thing this weekend. I didn't have someone in my chair. When she was doing a reading, I'd walk to the outside of our tent because I wanted them to be able to speak right. privately. Exactly. You know, and I don't know where people, I, I know we're in that age of social media where we share everything. Believe me, I see some of the things that people share. And it's like, <laughs> no, you don't get that. You, you shouldn't be sharing that. How many celebrities do we see getting in trouble for sharing Common stuff that happens with kids that isn't a really big thing, you know, in home, but they go and they share it online. And it's like, no, your fans don't need to see that. You know, I know some psychics that don't like reading too, you know, having another person at their table even start reading like the boyfriend and they want the girlfriend to go away, that type of thing. But what are some things that you guys have hit on? Because, you know, I'm doing a lot of talking, and, you know, Joe deals with ethics all the time with his computer stuff. What about you, Ron? Well, I was was about to chime in there, and uh, two quick things. Uh, One, the biggest irony of my field is I graduated from college, went into the business world, not one ethics class, not one ethics requirement. Um, which I find hilarious um, in terms of my degree program, that not until you go to get uh, certification do they actually go into even the smallest inkling of an ethics module. Um, But I ended up working for an ethics professor all the way through college, and I still have a glowing recommendation. (laughs) Let me tell you, that's not easy. Um, but the the other thing I was going to comment on is that sometimes what we really run into is, and it's kind of a global thing, and I'm sure it run it happens to all of you. Is, and I've seen it happen even in you know festivals that we're at, and things that you know, or as he's doing readings, and as, when we're in group settings and doing readings and uh, with other events and stuff is the lack of understanding of when you start blurring that line of privacy that, that you know, you're, it's not that you're doing anything that needs to be secret, but it's have a little respect for privacy. That, yeah, you're getting a reading in a tent on a, you know, public area. But at the same time, that doesn't mean someone's opening themselves up to necessarily have that recorded and listened to and interacted with or even the the fact that I've just noticed there are some readers, and I've seen that more so at other events, 
that that just don't seem to get the concept that you really need to be checking in with that client as to what do they want. And I know there's sometimes that moment that you end up with clients that are in that catch-22 and kind of need a little help um, in terms of the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the wife, the sister, the brother, the whomever, um, that doesn't seem to get the idea that while you came to this event together, this is kind of a private thing, and they may not want you here. Um, and I, I know I, I really do appreciate sometimes the way you finesse that, which is, well, generally these are one-on-one, which is like someone's first hint that, okay, maybe I need to step away or maybe I need to ask them, hey, do you mind if I sit in or hang around? Is that okay? Um, and give someone that kind of opportunity. And then there's kind of the round two of that of, you know, the way the tables are set up. That mm-hmm. in a lot of instances, there's only one chair, and there's only one chair to kind of pre-give that hint, this is a one-on-one thing. We're glad to grab extra chairs. That's not a problem, you know, for, for a second person or sometimes even a third um, depending upon the situation that we get in. I think you've done up to, what, four at one reading? Uh, one reading, yeah, mm. four people changing the chair, playing musical chairs. Oh, um, they were playing musical chairs. Okay, I misunderstood that one. But I know I've seen you go up to three people sitting in on a reading. Um, typically, right. that's a very weird event, something kind of odd. Uh, but I've seen you go up to three, uh, but typically two is a max out. And usually that's, you know, we kind of, that's already a moment where we have to negotiate that. Is the, and it goes ahead and implies that, hey, there's not room at the table for you. So maybe you need to ask. Maybe someone needs to speak up for you. <laughs> so that's well, not my fault. Yeah, Danielle, do you have anybody that ever wants to, like, sit in on a massage? Um, I've had that one or two times. If it was, like, two girls that are friends and one was just sitting there trying, they were, you know, had a chance to catch up while the other one was getting worked on. Um, Or mm-hmm. um, I worked in the chiropractor's office there for a while, and moms would come in with their kids and have their kids play on the phone in the chair in the corner while they got their neck worked on. Um, but it is mm-hmm. kind of more um, – I do better work when there's not anybody else in there because them talking, right. the client relaxing, it's, there's distractions. I can't zone into the the massage um, right. as well as one-on-one. And I don't right. think the client gets the full back? benefit of the relaxation and the letting right. go. Bring also up another point there about children. I tend to shy away from and, you know, really like, I'll, you know, legally I'm not supposed to read over 18, uh, under 18. Um, makes the lawyers happy when we don't do that. I what about that. you? What's your youngest massage? Um, I I mean, they do infant massage. There's infant massage techniques. Um, mm-hmm. So there's not, for, for me, my youngest, um, I worked on 
kids that were about 15 um, that would ran track and had, you know, issues in their low back um, and legs or dance. Um, they had, their parents have to sign, you know, a permission thing, a waiver or whatever. But um, yeah, I've worked on, I've worked on teenagers in school that have, you know, issues from athletics and stuff. So, but infant massage, um, babies can actually die if they're not touched. It helps them with a lot. It helps them, can help with colic. It can help with the gassy and upset bellies. Um, it can help calm them down. If, if your baby gets used to it, it's a good way to get them to relax in the evenings to shut them down at bedtime. If they get used to that, that light massage touch, if you have a routine, it's a really good way for a mother and a baby to connect. Um, so there's really no age oh. limit. I worked on a lady who's in her 80s today. Wow. Um, but she yeah. Oh, she did. I helped her. She had arthritis in her hands. I helped her hands out um, and her neck and shoulders, and she was really happy. Um, so wow. there's no, no age limit well, as long yeah. as uh, there's permission if they're under 18. Right. And that's what I've gone with. You know, of course, there's some things that's like, Okay, what do you say to a seven-year-old? How do you put like, well, you need to be a good child, you get on and the table. when you grow up, <laughs> you, you have to get to that level. Um, what about you, Amanda? What's your thoughts on working with children or helping children? Uh, like you, I have to have parental permission. Uh, if they're under 18, but I usually end up having the parents sitting in with them when I am giving them the reading. The parent kind of wants to be there to hear what I say. Um, right. And as long as the parents are relaxed and not trying to project expectations onto their children. I haven't had any issues as far as being able to read. Usually I'll get what the child is interested in. I'll I'll get hints of, you know, where they're heading down the line with their careers. Um and I love seeing the child look at the mother and smile and and the mother nodding you know if you if you do the reading with kindness you can give a lot of children if they have uh, anxiety or insecurity you can really confirm for them uh, you know what they're talented in um And, you know, I've met a lot of shy kids that once I've done a reading and seen what's inside them and bring it out to them, it really makes a big difference. But like you, there is an ethics um, uh, issue that has to be kind of covered so that you're not saying something to a child without their parents' permission and you know, so we're not trying to say something that in any way could uh, compromise the child's privacy. Right. Now, creative expressions, however, is very children-friendly. And 
Um, right. Except for wine and paint. That's adult only. Yeah, that's adult only. 21 and over. Um, Well, one thing, I um, spent about five years in the daycare scene. Um, So I was Mm -hmm. trained intensely on um, ethics and diversity. So that was... That was a must in my training. So um, and one thing that you need to remember, especially with children, is uh, the attention span. Right. Um, you got to pay attention to the age. I would not mm-hmm. personally recommend for a reading anybody under 12, myself. Yeah. But right. I mean that that would depend on the parent and the reader. Um, right. You know, and I've turned the them like, oh, no, they're had, too young. Yeah. Just with the training that I have had, the attention span for children under twelve is not um, advanced enough to understand the concept mm-hmm. of what a reading would consist of. Right. Um, right. Also, with that, um, you got to learn how to speak the language of a child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you got to understand how to, to make, let them understand that you understand them. Mm-hmm. And that is very right. important to a child. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, you know, yeah. I don't know, for me, the, my whole thing is I could say something to them or the reading could show something that could vastly affect them before there, it's even time mm-hmm. for them to affect them. You know? Right. And it's like, mm-mm. well, and you know, that's with any reading. You know, what you say can affect. And I think people don't get that. You know, that's why, you know, people think that I'm a little cautious because I don't joke around when I'm, when I'm out doing readings. I don't joke with readings. I don't joke with other readers um, well, about that, reading styles or, or opinions on readings. That's one thing with the creative expression that I do. If I'm dealing with children in my creative expressions uh-huh. class, Kids will say, well, I don't know what it is. It doesn't, and that's whenever I have to look into it and say, well, okay, I see this. Can you find it? Do you see that? You did great. Mm -hmm. And positive reinforcement for a child is crucial. Yeah. It is. They need that positive enforcement and that positivity in that they are doing something right. Right. So, um, so how do y'all set your boundaries? Whenever I'm working with children. Yeah. Well, how do y'all set your boundaries? Um, my boundaries, I uh-huh. do not touch the child. Definitely, I do not touch the child at all, unless the parent says for me to touch the child. I. I can work with children. Um, right. 
and helping them to paint and stuff and, and helping them to color or whatever the, the media may be. Mm-hmm. So, um, if, I'm sorry, if the, the parent is not comfortable with you touching their child, you get that, that feeling right away. Um, right. At one of the tea parties that we had, which was the Alice in Wonderland tea party, we had a little girl. She drew the numbers out of the, the box for the prizes that we had. And before I did anything at all, I asked her mother, would you mind if she helped? May I lift her up to the table? And you have to have that respect for the parent and for the child. And make sure that the parent, first and foremost, is comfortable with you being close to your child, their child. And if they're not, respect that and back off. Right. Right. Well, Tanil, what about you, darling? When have you had to set boundaries, and how do you set them? Um, I like to think, for the most part, it's already understood in my line of what is okay and what is not okay. I did have a client mm-hmm. one time. Um, I was working on his back, and his hand just happened to go out and grab my leg and rub on my thigh. So I took the blanket, and I wrapped mm-hmm. his hand up in it. And placed it back on the table and patted it and was like, here you go. <laughs> um, that's where it belongs. That's where it belongs, wrapped up in the blanket on the table. Uh-huh. Um, right. But that's about as far as I've had to go. Um, you did have one person, I think, uh, wasn't somebody starting to undress when you were Oh, yes, I did. I was in the room talking to them about their session asking them what they were needing, where they were having pain, um, if they wanted deep work, you know, just basic stuff because they pay me to work for them. I understand that. Um, But as I'm talking to them, start taking their shirt off, start taking their shorts off, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to step outside of the room. You're going to get on the table between the sheets, and then I'll come back in. So, yeah, I don't don't care how comfortable and modest you are. If you've grown up in a house with 20 kids and you're used to walking around in your underwear, um, I don't want to see it. (laughs) You're covered except for the one little area that I'm working on. Um, And I like Mm. to keep that modesty for me and for you to keep that comfortable line uh, in my space. Right. Well, I don't know. I set mine when they set it down at the table. You know, I have this whole spill about I don't, you know, I can't call grandma for a cookie recipe. I don't predict lightning striking anyone or lottery numbers. Everything else is fair game. This is how we do a reading. This is what I do in a reading. And I'm none of the people that probably work with me go, dear God, you said that 300 times today. I think they all got it. But I still do it that way. <clears throat> yep. Well, and if I have to chime in here. <laughs> That's very disappointing to not have the lottery number. I know. But then again, every yeah. psychic would be a winner. But, you know, that's why we're not allowed that, you know. Well, it's not I also, 
All right, Joe, you hop in here. You've been trying to talk for a bit. Well, yeah, no, I was just hopping in here with uh, kind of the boundaries concept. Um, That's kind of the other irony of IT work is when you're dealing, especially with people's personal computers and sometimes even their business computers. Yeah, I don't get to set a lot of boundaries (laughs) in terms of things my clients should not cross. Uh, because let me tell you, I've seen more porn than I thought was possible. Um, and like, I really have, you, you not believe, um, and, and website addresses, like it gets a little crazy sometimes as you end up. And that was kind of the early part of my career was just kind of falling into that knowledge of Mm-hmm. of running into things where it's like, I now know too much about this human being to look them in the eye again. <laughs> um, because no one asked me what I was comfortable with knowing about them before their computer problem forced it, like, right there in my face. And it's like, okie dokie, okie dokie, clear your history, dude, clear your history. Well, yeah, because, well, it does run into situations where you really have to stop, and there's a lot of ethical tests sometimes I have to run through my head very, very quickly. Um, One, I've learned people will ask questions they have no business asking, um, because, you know, what's the worst someone will do? Say no. Um, And there's also a large number of people in my field that don't necessarily stop to think about the question they're answering. So they'll go ahead and answer a question without contemplating, why are you asking me that? Do you have a right to know the information you're asking me for? Um, You know, and then sometimes it's just a moment of trying to – as gently as possible, avoid a question. Um, just because I, there are sometimes there are situations I'm in, I know the ramifications or the potential ramifications if I were to steer a conversation in that direction, um, that if I say this, then they're going to ask that, and I don't want to answer that because that's not a thing that we need to get into. Um, And one of my more classic ones was many, many, many years ago now, I was working on, or I had a coworker ask me to work on her son's computer. He's college age. Okay. Um, And I'm working on, go go to work on this computer and um, get it up and running. And, um, I forget what it was exactly that I had to load onto it, but it, whatever the case may be, I had to pop open the CD drive um, to load this certain piece of software, and there turned out to already be a disk in it. Oh, okay, whatever. Well, in the course of this repair, I finished doing what I needed to, and I was uh, kind of had a moment where I was getting ready to just send the computer back with the CD in a separate thing because I always hate transporting computers with a CD in it. Um, It's generally a no-no and a bad idea. You don't want to leave a CD in a computer while you transport it 
it can sometimes dislodge and get stuck in the drive and tear up the drive, and you don't want to do that. Um, but then I, I kind of had one of those moments where I'm like, no one told me there was a CD stuck in the drive, so something tells me I need to put this CD back in real quick. And I put the CD in, and of course this is in the lovely days of Auto Run, where it would pop up File Explorer the minute you put a CD in. And sure enough, it was porn. And I'm just having this moment where, okay, glad I didn't send the CD back, because can you imagine the nightmare if, Mommy Dearest had had been like, what's on the CD that's not really labeled? And put it in their computer and been like, oh, my God. Because yay for the world of thumbnails. In this moment, I also learned something about her son's sexuality that she didn't know yet. And I'm like... Oh, the nightmare that would have been because I'm sitting here going like this dude just started college and that's always a hot topic for me because many years ago, um, and sorry, this is a story we've kind of covered a little bit on Friday and just to reference it for this discussion real quick that, uh, many, many years ago ran into a guy that, um, he had a brother that was already out. Um, so he thought coming out to his parents would be like a no big deal. He came out. Next thing you know, they've repossessed his car, turned off his bank account, shut off his credit cards, and disenrolled him from college. So now he's homeless as well as unemployed, without transportation, no food, oh. no money, nothing. Oh so my gosh. Yeah. And. <laughs> That's always a hot topic one is like, no, 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 I I have big issues with anyone being outed or having to, you know, come out in a situation where they're not ready to, even if they think it's going to work out okay. It's like, no, you really got to be prepared for that. So, yeah, it was just sheer stroke of luck that I popped the CD back in, like something's telling me. It's an unlabeled CD. No one unlabels a CD unless there's something on it. They don't want people to know what's on it. Um, or you're my weirdo roommate from college. (laughs) Pardon? You're psychic. It's official. No, no, no. That's pure statistics. I had a roommate in college uh, who was the only exception to this rule. He, (laughs) and I don't know how it works, but he never labeled CDs. None of his CDs had labels. He would just randomly tell you things like, grab the fifth CD in that stack over there, and it has what you wanted. Like In terms of, like, you need to install this program or you need a document or a file or whatever, just go over there. It's the fifth CD down. None of his CDs are labeled. Other than him, though, the only other time I've ever met people who have unlabeled CDs usually don't want people to know what's on the CD. Or they're just really sucky at keeping a marker handy to label the CD, um, which is technically my offense. I always have to plug CDs in to go, oh, God, what was on that? So I can label it again. 
<laughs> My well, question no, for you, that's Joe. Is, mm-hmm. Did you get the boy back his CD? <laughs> yes, I actually broke my my one of the 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 naughty rules of IT repair, and I put that CD back in the drive, and I sent that computer back just the way I received it. So <laughs> well, that no was one ever good. knew. You did. Yeah, it was like at that point, it's like no, 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 we're not even taking the risk on that one because God forbid. She's sitting there with a couple of free minutes and goes, what's wrong with a CD? (laughs) Um, But no, and I mean, and then you turn around and sometimes you end up with clients that will call you in to uh, uh, do work on a machine. And you end up with someone that will be, like everyone has the nosy coworker, I think. I think everyone ends up with the nosy coworker. Um that will start asking questions like maybe they have a bad opinion of someone already and they start asking things like, well, you know, what caused the problem with her computer this time? And I have to sit there and think about that one carefully because maybe I do think that, yeah, she sits here and goes, or I can sit there and prove it, that this coworker of theirs sits there and plays games all day, and that's why they keep having problems with their computer is because they keep going to crappy websites. But I also have to stop and realize you're not her manager. That's not information being asked for in a managerial capacity that I should be giving. Um that is information being asked for just because you've got a vendetta against someone. And it's like, right. well, I don't really know. You know, sometimes I just have to kind of play dumb. Like, well, you know, it could be this or it could be that or, you know, you guys have to do a lot of research for your office and, you know, sometimes when you're doing that, you just stumble on a bad link. Um, You know, I've had to use that one a few times in a few different places just because the person asking me that question, it's like, you don't have any right to that information. That's that's not your information to ask for. Now, the owner of this business, if their manager asks me what's going on here, why are we having to keep calling you out, I'll gladly explain that. Um, but otherwise, I'm just like, if you really cared about where they were going on the Internet, you would have Internet filtering. So I'm going to assume that they did this on their lunch break. Now, I may think their usage history suggests that it's more than a lunch break, but, hey, I don't know. I ain't making waves. You are not asking me questions about, like, unless I see something inadvertently that is very, very serious and very, very troubling, I assume that you condone the practice of your employees by not trying to thwart it. All right. So, before we take a break, what about you, Tanil? Um, what are you know? For me, I have very much controlled. I control my clients' information. It goes nowhere. You know, of course, I get your name, your birthday, your email address, for your thank you, thank you letters. But after that, it doesn't go anywhere. What about you? Do you control your clients' information, and what safety steps do you take? Um, I use a 
a pay for a massage booking site. Um, I'm the only one that has access to it. And when they put their information in, they have their own login, password, and everything uh, to put that in there for their chart, for their history, uh, for easy scheduling. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as, like, their health history and their phone number and date of birth and stuff like that, I mean, it's just in there, and I don't give any of that out. Um, right. Personal stuff, some people come in there, and uh, it's kind of like a a, hair, a salon, you know what I mean? Um, some people go in there, uh-huh. and they tell you everything. They're decompressing. I know about their husbands driving them up the wall. Their kids are doing this in school. Um, you won't believe what the neighbor did the other day. Sometimes I get those clients that just unload everything. And that's fine. Sometimes people need to just get things off their chest, and I don't repeat that information, as opposed to some clients who want to come in, shut down, let go, not talk, just make me feel better. <laughs> so, um, now, do you also uh, – well, because we've seen this happen sometimes um, in psychic world. Do you end up with, like, uh, clients that are friends that then try to ask about stuff? Like they know, like person, like Jane sees you, and then Sarah comes in, and she's like, "Oh my God, did Jane tell you about blah 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 blah?" And try to pump you for information, or has that not been an issue? Because I know we've seen that sometimes um, on the psychic side that people try to either that or they try to like advise through. Where it's like, I know you talked to so-and-so, so let me tell you the real problem so you can go tell them what to do. Um, I don't even allow that to be an issue. I'm very mindful with that, even in my own personal life between people. Um, I don't. When you speak to me, it doesn't go anywhere else. Uh, I try to put out what I expect back, and if I talk to someone um, about something I expect it to not go out So therefore I don't That's just a practice of my everyday life So even if someone tried that It would be you know, very kindly um, Deterred uh, Shot down right. You know what I mean What about you Amanda You're being quiet over there She's nodding a lot I'm just soaking it up <laughs> Remember, this is not a live feed show. This is a ver- this is an audio show. We are looking at live feed shows, guys. That may be a thing coming up because <laughs> we do a live for our Patreon, but we may actually do a live broadcast of the show one evening. Ooh. Oh, so I can take the curlers out of my hair? <laughs> yes, and you'll have to put on makeup. Oh man, that's the bane of my existence. That's no, okay. No. I'll do it for you. It'll take you no t- no time at all. <laughs> Just give me a lead, and that's okay. I'll have Jeannie put my makeup on. She's good at that part. Um, she but, is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I have had some people. Um, Pump for information, but like Tennille, I'll just kind of let them say what they need to say and let it in one ear and out the other because I'm going to give them the reading they're supposed to get anyway. I don't try to couch. I don't try to couch things like advice that other people give me to say. 
Um, it doesn't come out that way. It's it's. I follow what the cards say. I follow whatever um, I'm directed to say. If someone comes through and needs to advise them, and and I'll be surprised at some of the stuff that comes through that I had no idea would come through for them. Uh, but I go with it because that's what I'm supposed to do. So I don't go in with expectations. I don't let other people's opinions uh, direct what I'm going to say. And and I'm cool if I tell people something, if they go, well, that's your opinion, you know, that's fine. That's that's fair. So right. that's per the well, well, and it's like another thing that came up, um, and this actually came out of one of the, the the article that came out on Sunday with me and the Gazette. The reporter made the comment of, "Well, you know, he could have looked at my social media, but he'd need to be on medication." And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I'd need to be on medication because I refuse to do that. Like, I have a page for my, you know, Facebook page, and you know." You can follow it and that type of thing. But I don't like my clients get that close up to me, and I don't want to get involved with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you, even, you know, sit there and spend that kind of time digging through just so you can try to, like, fake a reading. is, And, and that's kind of like the, the Q&A I think he was trying to answer, though, was, you know, mm-hmm. that if, that you had forewarning he was coming, therefore, yeah, it's possible you could have sat there and, you know, mined through his uh, Facebook, but, like, really? Dude, how much do you think we're investing here? (laughs) Yeah, I ain't got time for that. I haven't had time for that. I don't even investigate my friends' Facebook pages. They've got to, like, point things out to me they have posted. And I'm sure, and I know the same is for you, Amanda, and I'm sure that's come up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is, um, I mean, I don't post a whole lot of personal stuff about myself because, number one, I'm not sure it's that interesting. Um, it's interesting to my friends, but normally they'll get it in, in uh, real time from me. So... I'm not one of these people that'll post pictures of, oh, look at me with the selfie. I did kind of step off um, my comfort wheel, and I did an interview in full peacock regalia for the Festival of Fright, (laughs) and that was really different for me. But normally, I'm I'm not somebody that's got to post everything that I'm thinking, everything I'm feeling, and and I don't post, oh, I'm about to eat this luscious filet of fish sandwich I just got from McDonald's, mm-hmm. even though I know people want to know this about me. <laughs> I'll hold it back. It's how, it's how I play hard to get. Uh, well for me you know i do enough pr yeah you know yeah uh, you know if you want to know something there's pr you can question you know you can ask me about whatever i posted 
But I don't, you know, I am not, you know, once in a while I might post what I'm cooked because, you know, I do cook fairly well. You are a damn good cook, let me tell you. I don't believe it, I have to taste it. (laughs) (laughs) We need that chocolate cake. Oh, yeah, the chocolate cake rule. You know, talking about this, I'm glad you brought it up. I will work on someone have a really good session. Mm-hmm. You know, it would. I'm truly am thankful to meet this person, uh, and and happy to have them as a new client. And then they'll send me a Facebook request, and I don't do that. Uh-huh. I post pictures of my daughter. You know, like like right. that, that's personal, and I keep that separate. And people don't need to know my personal life. They have me as they see my profession. Not that I have things to hide, but. There's just a line I don't cross. I try to, I call it Facebook. I try to stay off of that as much as possible anyways. But I have a professional page. Right. You can follow that. You'll right. see my posts. You'll see my updates. You can talk to me, you know, when I see you. But to, I, I almost feel guilty to deny them when they friend request me. But I still do it because there's a line that has to be drawn with my personal life and my business life. And exactly. it's very common exactly. to, to get that friend request yeah. as soon as they leave. And I'm thankful that they want to be in contact with me. Just do that when you're paying me on the table. (laughs) Well, not only that, but, you know, I've always felt this way. You know, there is um, public life, there's business life, and there's private inner life. You know, you don't need to know that I'm going to Walmart or Walmart has a sale or Vlad's being a brat or... You know, I'm going, I'm planning on, you know, making an apple pie for someone because he decides to make a smart-ass remark about poisoning him. Um, but that's not stuff my clients need to know, in my exactly. opinion. Exactly. Well, but then there's also the issue that uh, social media marketing has uh, started to drift away from so much of the PR and people are looking for more of an authentic um, interaction mm-hmm. that, that they want companies to have, you know, thoughts and ideas and personalities and not just be the, hi, I'll be here between these hours and doing this thing. I'm at this event. I'm running a special, but also kind of want a little bit of like the, you know, who are you as a person or who is your business as an entity? Um, like sure. what are your what are the causes you support? What are your like genuine authentic thoughts on like, you know, things within your industry? You know, that that if mm-hmm. there's a local news story, um, like I'd probably the closest for instance right now would be um the uh Yet again, isn't it Planet Fitness that's back in the news um, for how they treated a client? And, you know, um, and this is already after they got busted with the camera in the changing room or, no, in the tanning booth, in the tanning booth. Um, Really? Yeah. Yeah, Beckley is a, like, hot mess over at Planet (laughs) Fitness right now. Um, you know, and, and customers are really upset about it. That you know, they're expecting privacy, they're expecting respect, and 
I'm sure there there's kind of that, you know, moment where it's like, do I need to worry about that? Like when I come in for a massage, do I need to worry about that? If I, you know what yeah, I mean? Okay. Um, yeah. Or also from, you know, even again in my field, you run into people all the time that, because uh, it was a big thing a few years ago, um, they they had uh, like Geek Squad employees were being paid by the federal government by the FBI uh, to turn over um, uh, customers that had child pornography on their computer. That all sounds great, but here's the problem. You either have to open every single file on that computer to go find it because most people are not going to have a great big folder called My Child Porn Collection. Um <laughs> And ultimately what it was is these companies were using a software program to go through the images on a computer and uh, flag anything that looked like it could have been child porn or matched up with known child porn. And that's a moment, and especially on the ethics side of things, that it was a very big hot topic um, within my field. Yeah. That, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the client. I'm paying you to fix the problem. You know, I can't connect to the Internet. I can't whatever. I didn't pay you to go through my hard drive and, you know, alert the federal government that, oh, by the way, there's child porn in addition to, you know, plays too much, uh, too many games online and therefore downloaded a virus. Um, you know, that I paid you to fix my virus problem, not to sit here and spy on me. And that was an issue that that went back and forth across a few lines, because there's a lot of people that go, if you have child, if you have nothing to hide, why do you care? And then on the flip side is because I'm the client and that's not what I paid you to do. Um, Right. That happens in our industry all the time. You know, I would mm. never discuss some of the things that I am privy to. Um, I will never discuss, you know, that's why I don't keep records of my clients, you know, and mm-hmm. case notes and that type of thing. That ain't happening. You know, federal government yeah. will, you know, isn't happy um, with our industry in general because we normally, I don't, I mean, you don't keep notes on your clients, do you? No, I, no, I don't. And and this yeah. is what's funny is a lot of clients, if they repeat, they're like, well, don't you remember you already told me this? It's like, no, because I don't keep records. Every right. every reading is fresh. Right. You know, and that's what I get a lot on the network. So I'm just calling for an update, and it's like an update about what? Right. And and you know, the thing I'm is, too, when we're, when we're when we're doing readings, uh, we don't have a script. So if people no. say, "Well, I have an issue, but I'm not going to tell you what it is," you got to tell me so you can prove to me you're a psychic. Well, I may get five or six different issues that I'm seeing in this person, 
And if I only have a 15-minute window to give them something to work with when they leave the table, I can't sit and play guessing games just to prove I'm a psychic, you know, because, you know, so so much of what we do, too, they may say in the moment, that doesn't mean anything to me, walk away and go, oh, my God, that's what she's talking about. And that's usually uh-huh. how it happens. It's it's not always an instant recognition of what we're seeing or sensing. Um, or if we're seeing something in the future, it hasn't happened yet. You can't say, well, that means nothing to me. I, I'm guessing I need to throw out the whole reading. And then they walk away and the next day they go, wow, that's what she was talking about. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of latitude that we need in trying to help people. People need to give us a break in that regard. As long as well, we are acting like, ethically, right? And you know that's why you know I always say, imagine you're sending me into your house to find your keys. Do you really want me going through your pantry and your underwear drawer, or do you really just want me to go and get your dang keys? Because um, I tell them I'm not going to beat around the bush, and when they pull that, well, I've got something I want to talk about, but I want you to pick up on it first, I lay it right out going, I don't play guessing games or trust the psychic. Um, yeah. That's just not my deal. That's not my spell. What about you, Tennille, or you know, Jeannie? Do you all run into that, like, let me test and see if you can actually do this? Um, I really don't. I really don't have a problem with it at all. Um, yeah. But I can see where Camille might have. Yeah. Well, sometimes they 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 don't believe me, or not so much don't believe me, but just question my abilities. I suppose a new client coming in, uh-huh. and I've had this. Right can you actually work on it? And um, like, for instance, low back pain, okay? You have pain in your low back. I'd say about 90% of the time it's in their glutes. And I tell them beforehand, I'm going to check that area because if it's tight there, then it's going to pull on your low back and cause pain there. And they just kind of look at me like, okay. But then once I start working on it and I find that spot, they feel it released in their back, and then later they're like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. So, I mean, right. I, I, guess in, I guess whenever you're going to see a new massage therapist, it's always a question anyways. I wonder how good they are. I wonder how they're going to work. I wonder if, if I'm going to be sore, if I'm going to be bruised. They're actually going to be able to fix what's wrong with me. Um, I think that just comes right. with my territory, as it would with yeah. yours. Once they experience right. it and they understand it and know it's the real deal and that they actually do feel better, um, mm-hmm. then there's not a doubt, and then they tell people. I love word of mouth. Right. Yeah, it's wonderful advertisement. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, Let's take a break, and then me and Amanda's got to get to some work, and Joe's got to hop into his co-host and see here. Um, And we're going to take a few calls tonight um, before the show time's out. We did extend the show up to being 90 minutes, which is the longest we can do. But thanks, girls, for hanging out. Come back. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. 
Awesome. All right, guys, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll be taking your calls. Do you like a little more grrrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Friday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Friday night, we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. We hope you're enjoying this free content on the Psychic Coffee Shop Network. For behind-the-scenes footage, extra content, and more, consider becoming a Psychic Coffee Shop barista. Your tall, grande, or venti pledge on Patreon comes feature-packed and helps us keep providing more of the content you love. For more information on supporting us through Patreon, check out our website at pcspnetwork.com. Hi, welcome, relax, have a cup of your favorite topics with your host Ace and Knight. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace has such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of Java just for you. Finding a reader is hard. You've tuned into the show and you've thought about calling in, but what you'd really like to discuss is personal or private? Amanda Renzi has over 35 years of experience as a psychic consultant and 20 years reading tarot. With a warm personality, she is a caring and gifted reader who is ready to tackle any issues or concerns that you have. You can have a traditional tarot reading, or she can use her custom-created Serengeti stones to provide amazing insights into your life, your situation, and those around you. Book an appointment with Amanda today. Call 304-729-4344. You can also check out her profile and more at pcspnetwork.com. Amanda Renzi Reading, she's here for you. Hi, I'm Rain. And this is Raven Wind, and we're the Feather and Bone Podcast. Two witches talking about everything witchy and nothing at all. We consider ourselves to be energy-based spiritualists, non-traditionalists, and decidedly not Wiccan. Our views on magic and life in general don't align with other pagans in the community, but we have a live-and-let-live outlook on life. So if you want to learn something new while laughing a whole lot, you can find links to our podcast, Facebook page, products, and purchase tarot readings at featherandbone.net. As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. 
Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus, taking the spirit where the body cannot go. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out Asen's website at asennight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asennight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today. Welcome back from the break. We will be taking your calls. It was kind of nice to have the girls at the table again tonight. Nice for them to stop in. Now you guys get to see a little bit of our everyday life. Now, Joe, you were going to say something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we were talking about, you know, Stump the Psychic. I'm sitting over here going, yeah, welcome to my world. Everyone plays Stump the IT guy. Fix it. What's wrong with it? I don't know. When did it start? I'm not sure. What were you doing when it happened? I don't know. Stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other half of that is figure out, like, if it's not that, then it's sometimes trying to match the the mismatch. Because sometimes, like, you, you run into that it's not really a computer problem but someone's having a life situation and they just need to kick someone and, oh, look, IT. That's always, always fun, is sitting there trying to figure out, okay, so what else is going on? Um, Because sometimes you run into a situation where it's not really a computer problem, but IT is someone that they don't technically, like they can basically bring into their world 
and, you know, have a quote-unquote problem with their device, um, and then, you know, it, it ends up that they're more so trying to work through their own issue. And so you end up having to play that game of, like, armchair psychologist, like, okay, what's going on? What What's your real issue? Because obviously the device is fine. I can fix that in five minutes. But the level of upset you are about it has nothing to do with the device. So what's really mm-hmm. going on? Um, but, sure. yeah, so it it's always stump the IT guy. It's always stump the IT guy. <laughs> it's like, do you know what you're doing? No, it's yeah. not a clue. I'm trying to figure out right now if it's you or it. Okay, it's it. Awesome. I love when it's it. I can fix it and go home. <laughs> but, All yeah. right. Well, let's well, hop I in guess there. Over to callers. Yeah. Yes. 216 is the first one up. 216. Awesome. 216. What's your name, date of birth, and then your question? Hello, Ethan. My name is Sharon. September 1st, 1965. Yes, I turned okay. 54 this year. <laughs> My, I have well, a question. What do you feel coming up for me? I'm going to be at my job a year next month. Do you feel coming up for me the next, like, 90 days there? I just passed my license, so I just got my license also. Right, and you're going to stay there. Um, I do feel an opportunity yeah. opening up because you have been there a year. And I also feel like financially it's going to be a lot better. Um there is this one person that really doesn't talk to you, like they have an attitude. Um, and now that you've been around, they'll get over it. Yeah, it's a woman. She gave me such a hard time. Oh, my goodness. For the first six months, she's getting a little easier. And then there's, there was two of them. And then one other woman didn't talk to me, but she wasn't snobby. That's just the way she is. You know what I'm saying? It could be either one of those. Right. I think it's the one that didn't talk to me because the snot is never going to change. What's the one that's nasty? Right. Well, I think that is it, it a woman? she invests a lot of time. It is a woman. Um, I think she, in the past, really made close connections and invested a lot of time. And then they, the person quits and leaves. So she's like, next. No, I'm not getting invested in you until you show you're going to be here. You're probably, people have left there. You're absolutely right. Like I said, she's quiet. I mean, she's not nasty. She just, that's just her personality. I, I've learned that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to start talking yeah. to me and be a little bit more cordial. Yeah, and being a lot more friendly. Because you've been there a year, so you'll at least stick around for another. Yeah, because, okay, now my boss starts with the M. It's a man. Is he going to loosen up with me? Or is he always going to be? When is he going to get to the point where he's yeah. going to be like, "Yay, sure"? Because he favors people there. He does the, the longer gender, yeah. longevity people. Right. I feel like that that'll be coming along easily, um, and then that's because you've been there. This company looks like that they used to be in a family situation, and then family started leaving. Okay. But you do feel that my okay. boss, the man, is going to accept me a little bit more in the coming months? Yes, and be a lot more attentive. 
Like, you know, he'll be yeah. like, all right, so there really is a problem. Let's go and take care of that, shall we? Or, oh, okay, yeah, I can actually trust you to take care of this without me having to do it for you. Okay. I just wondered. It took him a while. Oh, my gosh, you're so hard. You do see me there the next year, don't you? I'm going to stay there a while? Yeah. You're going to stay there a good while. Good. Okay. And, you know, go ahead and decorate your little cubicle because you'll be there. And you're right, I haven't decorated yet. Me and this other guy, <laughs> we didn't put anything in there yet because we've been on just so unsure this whole year. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither one of us did. We haven't put any pictures or anything up yet. Yeah. You might as well go for it because you'll be there. Okay. Playing <laughs> about Jason. the seat because it's hurting your back. The seat, the seat hurt my back, you said? Yeah, the seat you're setting in, it's killing your back. A little bit it is. That's so funny that you say it. It's a very hard chair. I put a blanket around. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, you know, it's at the point you need to, like, come into West Street and see Neil, but, you know, for now, complain about it so they'll get you a different one. You have the street cred yeah, now. <laughs> After seniority, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You have a wonderful You're welcome, evening. You're welcome, honey. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeesh. All right. The next one's going to have to be short. Let's go with uh, 646. You've got a few minutes, honey. Okay. I'm looking for a place to What's live. Your, well, <laughs> name. Hold on. we got to get the name, date of birth. And then your question. <laughs> okay, my name is Diane, March 15th, and my question is, <laughs> I'm looking well, for Well, what year? Oh, sorry, 78. All right, we got to keep the lawyers happy. Awesome, 78, love it. Um, and my question is, I'm looking for a place to live. I'm having a really hard time. Um, um, any I mean, I've gone online, I've did postings, it's just, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be living in this state. Maybe that's another thing. Hello? Okay, which state are you uh, in now? Oh, sorry, New York. New York State, okay. Um, it feels like you need a place where people are more friendly. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like you're... I feel like every time you you reach out to people, you get rebuffed, and yes. you're you're a very sensitive person, and you care yes. very much about how people treat you. I'm feeling um, if you're open to relocating, uh, I I almost feel Pennsylvania. Um, I'm seeing Eastern Pennsylvania. Um, I'm also feeling uh I feel like you you have a tie to Maryland. I don't know why I get that. Okay. Um, but you may have an, a business opportunity to move to Maryland for work. Um but I do feel like for you a uh, change in scenery is in order and I can tell you from my personal experience, 
if you can travel to the place and just see how you feel, how you interact with people. Um, right. The I'm seeing something with, um, <clears throat> for some reason, I'm seeing a fountain. I don't know why I see a fountain. Um, so when you're looking, if there's a fountain nearby that grabs your interest, it's like a public fountain. Um, okay. But I, I'm also hearing when you're with the people, you're, you're checking out, see if you feel very comfortable like you've known them a long time. Because I feel like you're going to get this sense right away and go, okay, this is the place. It's going to be in your price range. And I think when you feel there, you feel like you can relax. Because okay. I feel where you're at is so tense and and it's tough. And, and you don't deserve yeah. that. Amanda, when's she going to find it? I give you uh, three months. So I keep looking, and I feel like you'll be writing, you know, putting the signing the dotted line before the end of the year. You may move okay. at the very beginning of next year, but it's like right at the beginning. Okay. And you said outside. Um, sorry, um, out of state. Yes. I am feeling out of state, and I feel like circumstances are going to point you in the right direction. Okay, okay, because I did try Texas, and that I just got to pull. I got just I I got I got to know. I mean, I felt great, but a part of me was like no. So yeah, um, I I think this is yeah. You're going to get a yes because you are very intuitive. And it's going to be, you're going to be surprised where you end up. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a place you never would have guessed, but you're going to feel very comfortable there. Okay. Do I have to search for it or, it, or, or will it um, stumble, will I stumble upon it or, or? I think as you're, it sounds weird. You're going to look in one area and something else because you looked. In that area, you're going to get something totally different. I know mm. that sounds strange, but that's what I'm getting. Okay. It's almost like you you have to look, you know, pick a place to start looking, and then something you're going to cross paths with where you need to be. Okay. Perfect. Okay, All great. Right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good, good luck, and you're I think welcome. you'll be much happier. Thank you. I I hope I'm happy too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So this week, of course, Amanda's in the Crystal Lotus. I'll be down on Wednesday. I also have a Tarot One on One class. You can book the book into the classes. There's a three four lesson class, and we're going to meet for four months. Um, you can go ahead and go to my Facebook page and enroll in it. It starts tomorrow. And, of course, we have Psychic Saturday this Saturday where me and Amanda will be doing readings at a great discount, $15 for 15 minutes and a dollar after every other minute. And also, Tennille will be in-house, and she will, you know, be giving massages, too. So you guys got to meet her tonight. If you guys want a massage here in the St. Albans, Charleston, West Virginia area, or you feel like driving in, 
you can hop in and take care of that, and you can always check out where we're at and what we're doing over at PCSPNetwork.com. Anything else for you, Joe? I got to throw in my Freaky Friday this Friday. Yeah. Um, we're going to be we're going to be talking about uh, when we have devices like Ring, Echo, uh, Siri. Alexa, uh, some people have picked up paranormal sounds. Um, they've picked up odd, um, you know, if, if it's a, a camera, they've picked up strange things on the camera. Because we are approaching Halloween, guys, the veil's really thin. So this is more of a support group. It's free to the public. starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, we just appreciate if you call into the Crystal Lotus shop ahead of time. Just give me a heads up. Let me know if you're coming. Uh, we're going to have paranormal investigators. We're going to have regular folks, and we're going to talk about weird stuff. So come on down. Awesome. All right, guys. You guys have a great week. We'll see you on Friday. Good night, y'all. Good night. Good night. Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out ASIN's website at asinnight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asinnight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Asen today. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network.